Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with a promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. I'm joined by Dewey Burke. You're listening to the Inside Carolina Radio Show, sponsored by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Dewey, uh, these post-game podcasts are usually more fun to do when North Carolina has played well and won. Today, they did neither. 84-67, Michigan. Just overall, your thoughts, and then we'll get into it. Not a lot of good things to say. It's hard to watch our team, our program, when it feels like our guys aren't trying as hard as they can. It's a weird... I, I like I didn't even get upset watching that game because pretty much once Michigan made their run in the first half, it's almost as if we could tell that we weren't gonna fight. I don't know why I that I'm struggling for words because it's very strange to watch the way we played. With the exception of Kobe, I really I really didn't think that we fought. I didn't think we had any toughness to the way we played. And it's one thing to have an off shooting night and struggle to find a way to put the ball in the basket, but to at at times defensively just be completely disengaged, it seemed, to not fight at all for 50-50 balls. We've talked over the years about Coach Williams not wanting to coach effort, but this was one of the poorer overall efforts from our collective group that I can remember, uh, especially a group that's talented. You know, it's one thing when we had some down years and, you know, we struggled and the one year I obviously didn't make the tournament, that's a different thing, but you know, we've got, we've got talented guys and we've got seniors. And so it's weird. I'm uh, I'm disheartened by it. I know you said it's hard to come up with the words, but I'm going to ask you anyway, uh, you talked about it. Kobe White appeared to be the only guy interested in being in Michigan tonight. And that's a freshman in his, what, eighth ball game at North Carolina. Uh, it was his press conference or his part of the press conference yesterday. They asked him, what are your goals? He said, win the national championship. Do you have any personal goals? He said, no. I mean, he wants to win ball games, And then you have, like you mentioned, a group of seniors and we've talked a lot about them in positive way, but may, you know, may finish at 11 and 15. And I've always said, you know, he gets his numbers, but he, I mean, I just say it like I thought watching it, he stunk. And so did Kenny. And so did Cam. Kenny hit some shots late, but talk to me about that. How does that happen? I get how a freshman. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Tommy, I don't know how your seniors don't bring it and, and and show you the way. And like I said, you you have nights when you don't shoot well. I mean, that's part of the game. And your first thought after 
recognizing that you're struggling offensively is okay how do i impact it another way how do i help my team in some fashion and you know luke made some shots early and like you said kenny made shots late but from the 10 minute mark of the first half to the five minute mark left in the second we were god awful and it was spearheaded by poor play by our seniors which is I don't know. Hopefully an aberration. I don't have an answer to that question. I don't know how, you know, all you can do is think about the guys you played with and the guys you were around. And like those guys, they they would never, you never quit. You never, never stop fighting. I mean, I can remember a game my senior year when we played at Virginia Tech and we were awful for the bulk of that game down almost 20, but we fought all the way back and cut it to three. And even as bad as we were in 2008 against Kansas, when we got blown off the court in the first half, those guys fought all the way back and were a Danny Green three away from making that game really interesting. So I don't know. It's hard because the guys I played with always fought. And, uh, you know, we had a little run there late. And then Kenny made a brutal defensive mistake when they had the ball side out of bounds with eight seconds left on the shot clock. He went for a steal. And Robinson just, or not Robinson, um, Matthews just catches, turns, shoots, and hits a three, and that was basically the game. Uh, Hard for me to answer the question, Tommy. I don't know. I don't know how that happens, but you saw how upset Coach was. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. I mean, he sat those guys for a while, and it went from a relatively close game to a blowout, which – uh, that was a statement from Coach Williams to those guys, but your thoughts on that? I didn't mind it. Um, I tweeted something to the effect of you don't win any games or, or lose any games in April and March in November, um, and he's clearly playing for later in the season at that point. But your thoughts on Coach Williams doing that? Because I, I can't remember him doing it for a significant period of play um, at, like he did tonight. Well, that's right. I mean, we've seen him do it, you know, here and there when he gets frustrated with the first five, he'll just sub five out, but it's typically 90 seconds, you know, a shorter period of time. I think it shows you how frustrated he was with how poorly we were playing, especially defensively. And, you know, I got on the message boards and I read some stuff before we got on the phone and, and I understand people are frustrated with whether or not Nasir should be playing more and it's time to go small and, I do think he will do that because our bigs are just not contributing. But nothing with his rotations or whether or not he's calling a timeout or the offensive system we run, none of that has anything to do with your effort on the defensive end. And I don't care what anybody says, that is not coaching. Our principles are sound. They're just not doing it. And we didn't keep the ball in front of us again, same issue we had against Texas, and we were god-awful on the pick-and-roll. And there's just no excuse for it because we work on it every day. And they're just simply not doing what they are coached to do. And I can say that because I know what they're being taught. I know the defensive stations they do. I know the principles that they're supposed to be adhering to. And they're just not doing it. And so we got exposed against Texas, athletic guards. We got exposed tonight against a disciplined experienced team that just ran their stuff. They were patient. They got a good shot every possession and they just grinded us out and we had no answer defensively. We couldn't stop them. And it was again, a lack of effort 
and a lack of attentiveness to what we're supposed to be doing from a principal perspective. So tell me how you defend the pick and roll, because I said it off the air. I mean, there's a reason the league uses it, because if they run it correctly, it's almost impossible to stop. So how do you coach against stopping? Because they were picking and rolling. They didn't do a lot of pick and popping. And they, you know, between Sterling Manley and Garrison Brooks, I mean, those are the guys that look bad on those plays. But mm-hmm. tell, tell me how that's designed to be stopped. How do you stop that play if you're North Carolina? Well, and we've talked about this on this podcast. That it depends on how they game planned to guard the pick and roll. In other words, are we hard hedging and letting our teammate to go underneath us before we sprint back to the screener? Are we trying to string the dribbler out? Are we switching? Are we trapping? So to me, when I was watching, as you said, specifically Garrison and Sterling, they were, if the coaching plan was to hedge, they weren't hedging correctly and recovering. And if the plan was to string the ball handler out and then get back to your man, they weren't doing that either. It's like they were caught in between and didn't know which which way to play it. So they just misplayed it every time. and. They were colliding with uh, the guy guarding the ball several times, which obviously is going to leave somebody open. I mean, the the way that we're coached, the onus is on the the big, the man guarding the screener to ultimately dictate how the defensive possession is handled. And so if we're hedging, you hedge hard enough that you reroute the dribble, you dribbler, you allow your teammate to recover, and then you sprint back to your man. Well, a couple of times we tried to hard hedge and then Garrison just stood there. He didn't sprint back. It's like he wasn't sure, was he switching or was he not or was he hedging and not getting back. And one thing I can tell you unequivocally is the decision was made before the game. This is how we're guarding the pick and roll. And then in, in one of the timeouts, they may have changed it and said, okay, we're going to guard it this way now. But there was no question on how it was supposed to be done in terms of what the coaches directed them to do. They just weren't doing it. And again, it's a, we do defensive stations every practice and we have about 15 of them. And one of them is guarding the pick and roll. I mean, these guys have done it hundreds of times and I get it. It's against an opponent and it's a different, different atmosphere. But at some point as a player, you have to be responsible for execution on the defensive end of the ball. And we, we just, they just caught themselves in no man's land. It's like they couldn't remember what exactly we were supposed to be doing. And in that if the big doesn't play it right as the, as the guard guarding the ball handler, you're screwed because you're just going to be behind. Yeah. And I didn't, I definitely stand there and watch. It's not part of the defensive game plan. And thank you. Like you said, they did that a lot. I mean, it was, I've never seen it defended as poorly. I've seen teams execute and score, but I've just never seen it defended as poorly as it was against Michigan and they not look I know he's big but he's not some supremely athletic guy that was thundering down the lane that was hard to keep up with I mean he's he's not moving so quick that this should have been all that difficult so we were just simply misplaying it it's not like you know it was Zion rolling down the lane thundering down and gonna explosively go to the rim it's Teske's a a lumbering seven-footer there's no excuse. Before I move along, I want to talk about Hill's travel for a minute. Now, December 22nd is a big day, and it's tough to think about going to see Carolina basketball after watching Carolina basketball have a night like they had against Michigan. But Hill's travel is offering to our valued IC podcast listeners 
um, and they are a valued IC podcast sponsor, you know, they're offering this special trip. December 22nd, Chicago to see Carolina take on Kentucky up there at the CBS Sports Classic. It's a great trip to go spend some time in the holidays in Chicago, spend time with your family, see the Tar Heels play Kentucky. You know it'll be a good ball game, so call 336-855-0060 or visit heelstravel.com to book your trip. Of course, it includes round-trip airfare to RDU, from RDU to Chicago's O'Hare Airport, transportation to and from the airport uh, to the hotel, and two-night stays at the Omni Chicago. Two-night stay at Omni Chicago, right on Michigan Avenue in the heart of Chicago. Carolina's team staying there to be you know, a great place to be. Pretty cool children with you. You might see the team come through the lobby. Great times. Hills travel pricing and inclusions is cheaper if you just booked it yourself. It's a great chance to see the Tar Heels take on a great opponent on that big stage and explore a great city right around Christmas time. Call 336-855-0060 to book your trip or do it online at hillstravel.com today. Looking ahead, Carolina, I think they've got a few days off before they play UNCW. Um, six and two now, you know, playing games on people's home court. That's what three, three true road games this year. Your thoughts on just, I know it's tough after a game like this, but what you've seen thus far this season, as far as where you thought they would be, uh, I think Kobe white for me, Kobe white's better than I expected him to be. Nas little is, uh, questionable. It's tough to get tonight's performance off the brain cam johnson has been good kenny williams has got to wake up luke may is kind of luke may Um, your thoughts on all those guys i mean is it what you expected at this point going into december no i thought we'd be better defensively i really did i mean with the exception of kobe and well the exception of the freshmen obviously we return a lot of guys that know our system know how we try to defend and know that it's critical for us to try to create turnovers to get out in transition. I mean, how many transition points do we have? Like two or or four? Oh yeah. For, for a little while, they had a couple offensive rebounds and maybe four transition points and they're not going to win ball games like that. No, I mean, look, I mean, for me, after eight games to me, it, it looks like, okay, for us to win Luke, Cam and Kobe have to score a ton of points. All three of them, not two out of three of them, all three of them, and then Nasir hopefully comes along and gives you that 12 to 18 off the bench because we we just are not going to get consistent scoring out of our bigs. So what does that mean? It means that every basket that we get in the half court is going to take just so much more effort than the typical Carolina team, which is why I think eventually he's going to go small. We just – it's not – sustainable for us to play this way when our bigs don't give us anything. So I thought our, I thought our defense would be better. I thought that the bigs would have made greater strides. Sterling's in a complete funk out there on the court. Hopefully he can snap out of it because he's got some talent and incredible size, but he looks like nothing's changed from a year ago. He looks like he's eight games into his freshman year, not his sophomore year. And he seems to have regressed a little bit. I mean, right. I, thought he, I thought he was serviceable at the end of the year. This year, he's not been good. No, and he should be in better shape and know exactly what to expect. And he's been on the road before. And 
he maybe he's just struggling with confidence and we've got to find a way to build him back up but right now he gives us nothing uh and then as for the freshman Kobe's he's a problem I mean he I just love the way he plays he attacks he hunts his own he's gonna be a star and I hope he's I hope he's with us for more than one year I don't know that he's gonna be NBA ready by the end of this year he's not strong enough to play in the league yet but man I love his confidence I love the way he pushes and already since the Stanford game, which is the last time we talked, he's already figured out so much more when and where to pick his spots. He's not over-penetrating quite as often. He still did it a couple times tonight, but he's learning on the fly, and he, he's been really good the last three games. Uh, and then Nasir, to me, tonight I thought he was bad. I, you know, He was good in spurts in Vegas. He looked a little lost to me tonight at times and forced where and when to, to try to attack. It's not helped by the fact that I don't think our spacing has been very good. I think that's something we're struggling with and hopefully can be remedied just spending more time in practice working on our motion offense because our spacing's not great. Uh, But the last thing I'll say on this year is I I didn't think he played that hard tonight. And that's always supposed to have been his thing. And and I'm sure he was frustrated and everybody was frustrated because we were playing poorly after the good start. But I didn't think he brought a level of intensity that is required to play a big-time road game against a Big Ten team. I, so that that was odd for me. I, I didn't think he seemed to be all there. Uh, so, look, you just hope that they bounce back. Freshmen do that sometimes. They have great games and they have bad games. He is still an 18-year-old kid. Let's remember that. Even though he's got an NBA body and is supposed to be a top-five pick and all those things, he's still just 18. So... He'll he'll be fine. He's got all the tools to be successful. Uh, I just think we're going to go small pretty soon. That's my expectation because just not getting enough out of the bigs. And hopefully we can spread the guys out and drive more and penetrate and kick. And and that's all great. But, Tom, if we don't defend, we got no shot. Simple as that. Indeed. I agree with that. I, you know, I tend to give little while you're right about his – mo is is playing hard all the time i tend to give him a little more pass on an effort like that tonight than guys like kenny and cam and luke i mean that and like you said if they don't defend uh, yeah i mean they're gonna get carved up they'll win a lot of ball games but they'll get carved up by good teams that like to execute dewey i appreciate you taking the time i know it's like i said it's tough to talk about it when it's after a loss but sometimes um what's exposed in a loss is something we may not need to talk about later in the season because they've cleared it up. But anyway, appreciate you taking the time, brother. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thank you. And look, Hey guys on the message boards that are jumping off a bridge thinking that our coach doesn't know what he's doing. Give him a chance to coach his team. They're eight games into it. He's won a lot of games for a reason. You know, let's give him a chance. Hopefully these guys bounce back better. We need better effort from our seniors. We need better effort from our bigs, and the freshmen will develop. Let's see what Coach Williams does. He deserves that, if nothing else, for God's sake. Indeed. Thanks, Dewey. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. 